This is another episode of Mad About Sports. This is episode number five? I believe so. I think it's five. I don't think it's five. I think it might be six. Let me just double check real quick. Well, you're... It's five. It's five. It's five. It's five. Cool. Cool. (laughs) All right. Welcome to another episode of Mad About Sports. My name is Nicole Madison, and I'm here with my dad... David A. Madison. Your favorite father-daughter sports duo, right? I like it. You like, I like that? it? Like, you know when I checked out? What? Um, your uncle Guy. Yes. Came up, and you did too. Yeah. The initials. Oh, M-A-S. Mad about sports. Mad about sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he texted, and you were talking to him, uh, and I had to think about right. what it was. What M-A-S was? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> But that's cool. I like that. No, I like no. that. I like the abbreviation too. Like that's M-A-S, cool. M-A-S, Mad About Sports. Yeah, Sports. yeah, yeah. It's another way to put it. That's very creative. So did you watch The Last Dance yesterday? Yes, I did. How did you feel about it? I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, because, you know, Michael Jordan is a unique individual. And, you know, he yeah. touched on a lot of his, his life and his experiences and the challenges that he had. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, being a sports star like he, he's a legend in his right. own way. He's, he's the goat. Yeah. Um, but the, I believe when I one of the things I pulled away from, he's kind of a private guy. Yeah, you never see his family. Isn't that interesting? And like, not only is, his and, wife or his children are never at the game. Well, his, well, they might be at the game. Well, his wife had he's married again. What? During that era, oh, during he that was era. With right, that right, one right, woman. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and she was, she had that relationship with Michael since college. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but you don't see them. No, no, you don't. No, He's you definitely don't. private. Um, I didn't like that they didn't really touch on his gambling. Like they very, they skimmed over the gambling. And from my personal understanding, I felt like that was like a huge factor in his life. It was a very huge factor, but again, uh, gambling is not a very um, it's a sensitive air, uh, issue. It's, no, absolutely. And you have to realize Mike has control over this whole production. That's true. And um, <laughs> have to remember who's film, who's it, it about. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Michael's got control over the material, what's going to be presented, right. how it's going to be presented, and it he did kind of you know I've got the money. Yeah. I can do what I want to ever do with the money. That's it's not... You remember he said something like, well, my kids aren't starving. My wife hasn't oh, yeah, left yeah. me. You know, so... So everything no, is... As I, long I, as I'm taking care, care of everything. Of everything yeah. I'm pretty cool. But, you know, there's question about his father's untimely death. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's right. so prominent. And it's crazy yeah. how they, he was like, you know, I didn't have no gambling problem. But he was ready to bet anybody for anything. Remember, there's like picking quarters. I was like, yo, me and my yes. dad used to do that. Exactly. You know, I thought about that. I thought about that. You know, that's old school, too. You know, picking quarters was, I mean, that goes way, 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 way back. And um, yeah, we used to pitch quarters. We, you also taught me how to play craps in the kitchen. I did. I did how to shoot crap. So there's a lot of. You know, street stuff that I did introduce you to. Absolutely. Uh, I, I wanted to be well prepared. I am. I'm well very rounded. well-rounded. Good. Very well-rounded. <laughs> but Phil Jackson, you had something that you yeah, well, noted about Phil. Thinking about being well-rounded, mm-hmm. and, and I believe that one of the things that Phil Jackson brings to the coaching, first of all, he's six foot eight, six nine. <laughs> Second of all, you have to understand he's that. A big man. When Phil came into league, right. the NBA, 
he played with the New York Knicks. Right. So New York is New York. And yes. New York in the in the early seventies was jumping. I believe that. He was there with <laughs> Clyde. Still he was there with Clyde Walt Frazier. Okay. Earl the, the Pearl, Pearl Monroe. Yes. <laughs> Willis Reed. Yeah. Bill Dollar Bill Bradley. Okay. Dave DeBusher. But he knew about New York and he knew how to relate to the folks. Right. And second of all, he brought he twisted that mm-hmm. and he brought that North Dakota Indian. <laughs> Native American. Excuse me. Native American to it. Yeah. And was able to make that combination and be able to look at the personalities that he dealt with. Right. The no, Michael Jordan. Yeah, that makes him a very Pippins, well-rounded coach. Yeah. The um, uh, Rodmans. Right. The Shacks. And the Dennis Colby. Rodman took off in the... Was it Playoffs? Then he was like, all right, I'm about to go to Vegas. We had a vacation. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's great. I feel but only he because he understood that lifestyle. Exactly. And he played basketball. I think that's important as well. Yeah. Most coaches that are good coaches have played before. And plus six, eight helps. Because oh, yeah. Because he he's had not look, looking up. Everybody is looking up to him. Yes. Or he's looking everybody In eye to eye. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely changes. See, that helps a lot. Absolutely. And when you had that, that uh, zen presentation about him, you know, yeah. laid back. And, Super chill. Uh, right, yeah. right, right. People can take to that. It it lets people like, you know, they don't feel like they're being looked down on. Because I feel like that was a big dynamic between Michael and the owner. Because the owner's like, oh, it couldn't be like, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the, the front office taking care of it. And Mike's like, no, I'm playing. And the, I'm winning the game. And the GM had an, yeah. an, a Napoleon complex. That's what it was. It was. It wasn't the owner. It was the GM. Yeah, yeah. It was Napoleon him. Complex, he yeah. he wanted all of it. Like he wanted all of the fame and the fortune and everything. And you can hear a couple of segments. Uh, he's told um, when they were smoking a cigar. Yeah. He, he said, "Don't give him one. It might stun his growth." Right. <laughs> you can tell that, that dynamic was, was crazy. That was crazy. No, that was a good one. No, but overall, I feel like um, I feel like they're doing a good job. Oh, I'm looking forward to the the following what four episodes? Yeah, there, it's two more this week and then two more next week, and I think that's it. Right, right. It's only ten episodes. It'd be interesting. I wonder if they're going to go into baseball. Right. When he had that short. Oh yeah, right. When he left and yeah, went to baseball. Right, right. They showed golf, so they might show baseball. Yeah. Well, the golf is about the gambling. Facts. You're right about that. Um, you're. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll have to. I mean, I feel like each episode they get deeper and deeper into his life, so they might. You think about gambling. Okay. If he thought about playing baseball and gambling, you see what they did to Pete Rose. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he had, he probably had to really rethink his thought process of gambling. When of he was gambling playing. when he was playing that minor with the minor leagues. Well, that's probably why he left so fast. maybe (laughs) right but wait you wanted to talk about while we're still on basketball right the NBA contracts what are they going to do with their contracts that I don't know they're they're talking about uh, cutting them actually to a a certain percentage of it wow Uh, I don't know exactly if their contracts are the same level like the NFL they go by games right and divide their uh, salaries Per game. Right. They play a lot of games. They play, they play 82 regular season games. Right. Uh, but you see that 
um, some of the uh, NBA teams uh, has slashed some of the salaries of of the upper management. Right. Which is good. It, yeah, no, if no, you're going to take somebody's salary, it might as well be them. It's just like the, the Lakers trying to take the $4.6 million. For, <laughs> <laughs> that's gangsterism. That's what they did. They, I mean, that's what it is. They had to give that stuff back. That's yeah. shameful. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm getting off the subject. But, <laughs> uh, getting back to the NBA contracts. <laughs> right, right, right. So they're, they're starting with upper management, and it's going to affect the players as well. Yes, yes. I mean, they're at least they're making good money. And at least if they get injured, it seems like they still get paid. Right. So there's, right. that's the saving grace, unlike the NFL. The NFL is another story. Right. And we don't know if exactly how the NFL season is going to pan out. Right. I mean, it seems like they're not pushing it back. I just, I don't know if fans will be able to go. I feel like they have enough time to figure that out. Thinking about fans not being able to go, did you see what the NBA is trying to do with Disney World and having um, the uh, league pick up in Disney World and having like the families there? I guess Disney World in Orlando. Disney owns ESPN. Yes, they own ESPN, they own ABC. Mm -hmm. The reason why... Why they're doing this. Exactly. (laughs) And there have you have to think about this too, mm-hmm. uh, and they're looking at Disney World has this large complex, right? Um, I don't know on site, one site, yeah, that could handle X amount of courts or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of hotels there, yeah. So they're probably thinking about having their families there. Mm-hmm. Playing the games. So kind of like what baseball wants to do in Arizona, in th- but at Disney. Right. Got right. you. I didn't see that. That's interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. They're trying to get your money. They are. I mean, that's how... It's entertainment. It's a business. Not only is it entertainment, but they're looking at the uh, TV monies that they're losing. Oh, yeah. And this is when people are watching TV the most. Exactly. This is the time. The time is now. So... You want to move on to the NFL? We're going to... Jump to the NFL. NFL. Corey. Corey. Corey Clement. He's back. <laughs> for, He's back. I'm happy for the brother. I know. I know his grandfather well. And I followed this young man's career from high school to Wisconsin to the NFL. Right. Not to say that I haven't given up my Steeler card. Right. We will we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, uh, no, go ahead. Talk about it. Talk about well, your Steelers. <laughs> My brother-in-law, yes. David, uh, avid Steeler fan. Like you. Like myself. You guys went to the Super Bowl together. Took me to the Super Bowl number in, in Tampa. Yes. Where the Steelers beat the Arizona Cardinals in probably one of the most exciting uh, Super Bowl games ever. And I'm thankful for David. Honestly, um, I think the most exciting Super Bowl game was the Eagles versus the Patriots. Uh, we were the underdog, and um, nobody thought we were going to win, and we did. But I digress. You could keep going. <laughs> the reason why, just going on the subject matter. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, David called me mm-hmm. after hearing the podcast, and I told him about me living in Philadelphia for 30-plus years. Yes. And uh, he got excited. He thought that I had became an Eagle fan and had forfeited my... Steeler Nation card, and I had to clear it up. I says, I just live here. (laughs) 
I'm not going to give up my Steelers card. So this is your public service announcement that you are still Steelers all day. Pittsburgh Steelers all day long. And for the, uh, Corey's grandfather, mm-hmm. who's a Dodger fan, Dodger Blue I call him, mm-hmm. I'm still a Dodger fan also. Okay. The only Philadelphia team, Sixers. Are the 76ers. Thank you for clarifying. That's clarification. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's thank a, you. It's a brief. You said thank you. Thank you. So you, me, and Uncle Guy are in a group chat. Right. And Uncle Guy sent us some interesting stats about the contracts. Right. Very interesting. Why don't you speak on that first? So at first, of course, I was mad that we used a second round pick to get a quarterback. But I'll give some background information. So the first round pick get up to number... I feel like up to the like maybe 17th pick in the first round, they're right. making a good amount of money. Right. But then once the second round comes, you're not in like the first three picks. You're probably on a four-year deal, and you're probably getting somewhere like $2 million for four years or something crazy like right. that. Right. And um, that's when I understood why the Eagles would pick up a quarterback in the second round rather than pick up somebody else's contract. Because it's cheaper. Not only is it ch- it's cheaper, but it also they're always dealing with the salary cap supposedly. Right now, it's it's amazing uh, what salary cap for billionaires have to do. Because <laughs> um, well, each team gets a certain amount of money that they could spend on people. I mean, you gotta have a cap somewhere, or else how could you like they. They would be like, where's all this money coming from that they don't cap it anywhere? They're just throwing money away. People would question that. They have to have a cap. They have to have a cap uh, because of the fact that you have a sm- there are some small market venues. Yes. A Green Bay. Yeah. Um, there are small. Not every- everybody is bringing like in. Like New York, no. Philadelphia, right. um, L.A., um, they would definitely have a lot more money to generate because of the fact that they have a larger population, yes. and there's the external and the too. external monies mm-hmm. that comes out of just not only the TV contracts, the the, the ticket sales, right? That that generates from a large population. Absolutely, and it makes sense. And if they're popular, even if they're not, like in LA, people just go to the game, just cause, just off the strength, and so. Just bringing that in, that's a lot. But again, you know, they, they, they do have this tier. Yeah. Um, but it falls right in line with the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. We, we live in a class society. Yeah. There's the lower class, the upper class, the middle class. So they have that same dynamic in sports. In sports. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't go away. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's... It's capitalism at its best. Right. But it was just interesting because, like, for the longest, I couldn't wrap my head around that. Because I was like, why would we get a quarterback in the second round? It didn't make any sense. Come and then, then I figured, I was like, well, y'all should have did that. Just to rub it in a little bit, you guys should have got a quarterback in the second round. Well, you should have <laughs> got a quarterback. And getting back to that, um, um, my brother-in-law, David, also mentioned the fact that he was kind of upset with the fact that I didn't make it recognized that the Steelers did give up the number one draft pick, but we picked up an individual that we were paying dividends because oh. he played last year as as a defensive back that we picked up from Miami. 
Got it. Okay. So, so that's it's why. not like taking a risk on a first round draft pick out of college. Right. You know and what they're going to be. We we have a, we had an individual that came in in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. played well for us, solidified our defensive backfield, which right. we needed some help. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and we we keep paid his dividends. So that makes sense. That makes sense. So I, he wanted to make sure that I was clear about that. I'm glad. I'm glad. I know you are. I am. I'm happy for it. So we have a segment, right, that we usually do, Damn Right or Nix It. But before we get into that, I want to go back to basketball. I forgot. The G League. How, like, college players aren't even playing. They're going straight to the G League. What do you think about that? Well, some of them are. Well, so, yeah, not, not and, all of them. And, and, it's just new, right? This right, is all new. Right. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's about time. The, <laughs> the NCAA, uh, with their gangster profile, has been, you know, Utilizing college athletes uh, for long enough, taking trillions of dollars over the last, let's say, last 30 years that it really became popular on TV, college sports, and not giving a dime to To the players, the the athletes. But did you see that the NCAA, they're, they're now trying to let the players profit off of themselves. Did you see that too? Well, they're trying to set up a situation mm-hmm. for these individuals to profit off of their 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 brand right. per se. Which is them. Which is them. Yeah. But here's the fact. Here's a here you have kids that are coming out of high school. Right. Having no clue about right. how to Promote themselves. How to set up contracts and manage your money. Right. Uh, how to get around and deal with these circumstances that the NCAA will definitely have right. stipulations around that. Right. No, absolutely. So it's, it's almost putting these young young men who may be oh, 16, 17 years of age. Right. In a situation that grown men... Can't even navigate. navigate. But I think it might be, like, because this came out just when I started hearing about people going to the G League. So I was thinking maybe this is trying to, like, combat that. Like, because if if they start going to the G League, like, what's the point of college now? Well, the G League... I mean, obviously, people are still going to go to college, but... Well, what they're trying to do is say to certain potential college athletes are coming out of high school right. that they're going to give them $500,000 to right. participate in the G League. Right. But not every high school player that goes into the G League will get that type of capital. Absolutely. What we have to do, maybe we'll do this in the next segment and investigate, mm-hmm. what is the salary in the G League? The base salary. It's not anything big. I think it's like $50,000 or something like that. It is just not... I don't even think it's $500,000. Like, I don't think it's... We'll, we'll have to do... Next episode, uh, we'll have to do research to see what that salary looked like because I didn't go into all of that. All I did was see... I kept seeing that like, oh, so-and-so is not going to go to college, going straight to the G League or something like that. Well, they're trying to stave off them going to Europe. Oh, yeah, because that's been happening too. Exactly. So exactly. I guess that's a that's a good way to stop it. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you think this will eventually make the NBA change their rule back? To uh, directly out of high school? Go, yeah. Um, 
That's a good question. There's only a few individuals that really um, benefited from just coming out of high school. Right. There's the Kobe Bryants. Right. Um, there's LeBron. Le- LeBron. There is the gentleman who came out of um, Moses Malone. Oh, yeah. was the first one, actually. Right. But he went to the ABA. Got it. Okay. He went to the ABA. Um, so there's a few individuals that just outstanding that, you know, just would have benefited from going to... I mean, but that's the thing, though. Even when you were allowed to go straight to the league from high school, not everybody was doing it. Right. So that's why I was thinking, like, do you think the NBA would maybe change the rules, too, to be like, you know what, it's not like the world was passing up on college. It was just certain select few got... Well, I I think that's why the NBA came up with the G League. Oh, instead of... Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? But it didn't take off that well. Well, it's still in its infancy. It's, it's, it's only a few years that they've that introduced makes, the That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah, so are you ready for Matt? Wait, no. Damn right or next it. Yes. I'm like, are you ready for Matt about sports? We're here. <laughs> 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 All right. So this is the segment, Damn right or next it. We're going to do quarterback edition this time. Hmm. So because there was so much things that happened with quarterbacks, um, we're going to damn right or next them. So right after we were talking about Jameis. Right. He got drafted. <laughs> well, he got picked. He got uh, picked. He got, he got picked, picked up. up. He, he got, got signed. Uh, signed to the Saints. For chunk change. Yes. A How do you feel dollars. about that? Damn right. It was a good look for him or nix it. He could have he waited. I'm going to damn right that. Um, it'll give uh, the young man. He's young, so he's 26 he years of age. Absolutely. Um, he was thrust into... Uh, starting role at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, he came into the NFL with a lot of luggage. Absolutely, most this, definitely. This will give him an opportunity to get lower his profile. Yeah, get he himself together. Get himself work together. On him. work, work on his his quarterback game. Yeah, he's he's in a good organization. It's a yeah. winning organization. He's behind Drew Brees. Right. Some, like, mentorship happening there? Exactly. Drew Brees has already said that he's going to the booth in the next segment of his life. And he is 40-plus. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, he's not the youngest and, man and out there. Jameis could, you know, just settle down, get his brand in order. Right. And move it to the next level. Right. I definitely damn right it. Um, I hate to see unemployed quarterbacks out there. I'm glad he got a job. I'm glad he got picked up. Um, it's a lot of draft picks that were supposed to be a success in the NFL, and you know they flopped. So I'm glad it's not him. I'm glad he's got a second chance. So I'm happy to see. <laughs> now, I would have loved to see him go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, but, but <laughs> what can I say? What can you say? All right, the next quarterback, Andy Dalton to Dallas. Damn right or nix it. I'm gonna nix it. Okay, me too. Why are you nixing it? Because of the fact that they are really disrespecting Dak Dak Prescott. Yep, that's exactly why I wanted to nix it. Absolutely. I think that is ridiculous. They are are disrespecting. Jerry Jones has the audacity. (laughs) The gall. (laughs) The nerve. Right. Disrespectful. Disrespecting a man that has produced That's the word. I think that's the worst part. (laughs) It's not as if the man 
nice characteristic. Right, hasn't good character. done anything wild. What, miss one practice in four years? Right. One practice. Now, I'm not talking about games. I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about practice. <laughs> Been playing for $2 million. Right. Right. Chump change. How about that? Yeah. And you had the nerve... <laughs> to bring on Andy. To bring... I, I might just hold my tongue on that. <laughs> bring Andy Dalton. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. Redhead Andy Dalton. No, now he is blue. He dyed his hair blue for No. For the Cowboys. Get out of here. <laughs> he did. He need to do something like that. Right. He did. He's wow. showing, you know, his hypeness for going to the Cowboys. Well... Uh, I, that's that's one of the most disrespectful things that I've seen in a long time. Me too. I'm definitely agreeing with you here. I would nix it. Once I saw it, I nixed it. I was like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, that's not even fair, honestly. No, um, it isn't. But, you know. You know what they're going to say? Oh, it's business. Right. They're not even going to say that. They're, well, we're, we're still going to put Dak first. You know, he's still our starter, but they still haven't paid him. And, oh. So, yeah. it's just... That's where I feel like the disrespect is at. It's just like, that's crazy. You still want him to be number one, but you want to treat your number two like you're, you're giving a number two money when you haven't given number one money. That doesn't make any sense. And Andy Dalton was a starting quarterback. And he's cool with And his, his team dissed him because they brought a young boy from Ohio. Right, yeah. That's now true. That, and he hasn't played it down in the NFL. Right, exactly. So... We'll see how that goes. I, I was not a fan either. And the last one is, do you think Jalen Hurts is a threat in Philadelphia? Damn right or nix it? Uh, <laughs> damn right. You really do? Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm nixing it, but I want to hear why you say damn right. The reason why I'm saying that, because of the fact that Carson, Carson Wentz? Yes. He has a tendency of getting hurt. Yes, that is true. Even and in college. Even in college. Yes. And his NFL career, he's he has talent. Absolutely. He's young. He's like 27. 27 years old. Um, he might change his recklessness now that he has a baby daughter. Right. In his life now. Right. Yeah. I know he's, that feeling. You know firsthand. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but having Jalen Hurts... In, 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 in your um, arsenal, mm-hmm. to say, um, will definitely put the, the Eagles in a position to really challenge the, uh, the NFL, especially the NFL East. Right. No, absolutely. I don't think it's a threat. I don't think he's a threat to Carson, though. Me, personally. Um, just because... He's young, mm-hmm. right? And um, Carson is still... It's not like Carson's 36. He does get injured. Um, it does make us a threat for the NFL East. Um, we still need some help with like the running back position. Not the wide receiver, because Corey's back. So we got some type of right. height and strength. <laughs> got some, and got, you got a physical back again. Yeah, yeah. That's what we needed. Um, but like also wide receiving, like catching the ball, that's still a thing. But um, I think that helps. I think that definitely helps because our biggest issue is when Carson gets hurt, what happens next? Because, like, unfortunately, it is a when, not like if. It's more like a when. Right. Because he's gotten hurt every year. So 
But I don't think he's a threat to Carson. That's what I think. Psychologically, because, you know, the NFL uh, has an urban flavor to it. Yes. To say it nicely. And because of <laughs> his, 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 who he is, mm-hmm. um, uh, his background, he's a very personal person. Who? Carson or J- Jalen? Jalen. Okay. And oh, yeah, I watched him. Yes, he is. He's very personal. And, 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 and because they're, you know, Carson comes from a rural type of setting. That is true. And, and he's had some issues. I don't, I'm not in the Eagles locker room, uh, but he has probably got some issues with some of the, some the players. Of, some but of the I, I feel like. I feel like there there was no even reason for that because when they want because I feel like the issue in the Eagles locker room was like they're still on this like Super Bowl high and that's awesome and all but like Carson was on the team during them and he got them basically there. Nick Foles did win the Super Bowl but he also only played four games. Right. So like you have to put that in perspective. So I feel like what's in their minds is like made up because it's like you're loyal to a man who's not on the team no more and. If you can only catch a ball thrown by Nick Foles, you need to follow him for the rest of your career. So I feel like that was the issue. And if that's the case, is uh, Jalen left-handed? Good question. See, now that's a different spin of the ball, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do feel like he's good. I feel like he'll be... No, I think he's right-handed. I think... I think he's... Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's right-handed. Right. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I think he's a great addition. Um, I don't think Carson should be worried because everybody has made it known that he's still their number one. Well, with $100 million, <laughs> I think that's enough to let you know. That, absolutely. And especially you don't really when you start, we go back to what Uncle Guy was talking about, mm-hmm. second round. Right. Even even as he goes in to finish up his 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 rookie contract. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. Because he was a fourth round pick. Right. Oh, nothing. That's why he's not getting paid now. And that's why the, that's why Jerry Jones could disrespect him. Right. <laughs> because he was drafted in the fourth round. Exactly. Now he's produced. Right. It doesn't matter. But you know, he, he did he sign the contract. He, he signed the contract. It was a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. And this is how we look at fourth round picks as true. we go along with the salary. Right. No, it's terrible. Oh, it's crazy. But also, side note, Jalen's agent is a black woman. Her name is Nicole. Get out of here. She's like the first black woman agent. Because there's not a lot of like women agents. Right. And she's a black woman. It was awesome. I I love it. Love it. Right. That was just my little side note. No, no. (laughs) That's all power to the people. You know. (laughs) I thought that was dope. Right. Good. All right. So before we end, we always say what we're mad about. So what are you mad about? I'm mad about how... Especially during this critical time dealing with this virus, how we're trying to force sports back into our lives. Right. Uh, with the participants, uh, the, the athletes, the fans, uh, the people that are involved with uh, this production, concession people, the people are at the gate, people right. are parking cars. Um, and, and putting their lives in in harm's way uh, for the sake of sport, I, I right. th- I'm mad that uh, we're 
getting so consumed and so absorbed uh, by sports and not being very sensitive uh, to humanity and human beings right. uh, that this virus has definitely has played a toll on. Uh, so my feeling is that we need to just take it easy and um, wait patiently until we have a full control before we start introducing uh, sports, regardless of how we try to introduce it, even if without fans, but there's still a whole group of people that are also involved right. with putting on this production. No, that's it. I can't even follow up with that. I feel that 100%. <laughs> Thanks. No, that was real. Because, like, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, like, bringing sports back. You know, like, I'm sure the players want to um, come back really bad. Um, but, you know, you got to think bigger picture. You know what I mean? That That's what they're used to doing. They're used to playing. So it's like, you know, they want to come back. The owners want to make money. Everybody wants it back. And it's like you have to think about, like, the health of the country. Um, but I, I will tell you, I am mad that the basketball players are trying to rap. And they keep bringing out these music videos that they're doing and... That's what I'm mad about. Um, who's trying to rap? <laughs> you don't see them? <laughs> no, no. Who's, who's, you got a rapper out there? No. <laughs> you said you got a rapper out there? No, I just feel like all of them are like trying to like diss rap now. You don't like they're they're trying to like come at different people. Educate me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, Aaron Gordon dissed Dwayne Wade like in a rap. Oh, the Duck Man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm mad about. That that that's what me. is he rapping about? Dwayne Wade in a, in a song? Yeah, like he has a dish track. Dis, like they're just bored. That's what I'm mad. I'm mad that they're bored. They're that bored that they're rapping now. <laughs> that's my mad. Was it good? No. Okay. That's the thing. Well, um, he shouldn't rap then. <laughs> Stay in his lane. Right. <laughs> but then his lane's closed, so I get right. it. But like, this is not the lane to go to. He's detoured. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, all the way the wrong way. Wow. You know how it says, do not enter wrong way? That's where he went. <laughs> he should have won the dunk contest. He should have. That is true. He should have. What what's he talking about Dwayne Wade in a rap? It's trash. It's trash. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. Right. I looked at it and I was like, this can't be real. But, I'm, um, I'm not going to waste my time. No, don't. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you said that um, because we should think about all of the workers. Like last week, we thanked the healthcare workers. This week, we're thanking all of the people who are putting themselves out on the front line, um, whether you be in a supermarket, the bank, anywhere you have to be outside. Just stay safe, stay healthy. And no doubt, and, and I'm glad that you uh, mentioned that because there are so many individuals uh, today that have, are risking their, their safety, mm -hmm. not only for themselves, but for their families, right. um, that are doing this because they have to make a living. Absolutely. Um, the meat packers. Right. The grocery store people. Right. The, the people delivering food. All the of them. The people are definitely... I mean, I, the people at my service, I just had my car repaired. Right, yeah. Uh, these individuals are trying to survive. Exactly. They got to keep They got to keep business going, going too. So um, thank you again for joining us. Catch us next week for another episode. Once again, my name is Nicole Madison, and I'm here with my dad and co-host... David A. Madison. 
Stay healthy, stay safe. And peace be with you. All right. <laughs>